Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Health, Wealth and Anything Else. everybody we have a super exciting episode coming up we're speaking to lewis huckstep uh he's a mindset coach from australia we're gonna have a little chat with him about what he does and let's get right on and meet him well hello welcome to the show and welcome welcome i'm ready ready to rock and roll ready to chat and ready to go wherever this goes yeah i've been looking forward to this one so um do you want to just give us a little little background on what it is you you do yeah, man, for sure. I am. Um, I guess. Uh, I guess my story from a nutshell is uh, I started in the fitness industry. That's um. That's where I've originated from. So I love the health and wealth aspect of this because they're two two good topics that I've, I think I've had some good experience with. So I started in the fitness industry when I was eighteen, um, and I I did work experience. I, I worked. Um, I did work experience for two and a half years, but really was really committed and all in on this, um, on this venture. Cause I just want, I love learning. I was looking for an opportunity and, um, I got an opportunity, um, which I grabbed with both hands and that transpired into owning, um, owning, uh, um, a fitness franchise, then that expanded to two, then we expanded to three. And that was all within the space of a couple of years. So by the age of 20, 22, I had three studios, but honestly, I, I went too quick. I went to, uh, I, I didn't have the right resources, the lead, the, um, the just the there's just the skill set to be able to to handle that and i was doing it i was probably chasing those goals for the wrong reasons for um status and titles and 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 trying to impress other people that uh that don't don't even care about you to be honest so it's um yeah. <clears throat> along the whole way though when i was doing that i've always been huge into self-development um really from the psychological aspects human behavior communication why we are the way that we are it's something i've really been fascinated about and along the whole way when i was doing the gyms is i was kind of coaching people obviously with their health and fitness um because that's obviously a part of, of being at, at a gym so would help them with their goals physically with their food with their training but i'd really i'd become um for any uh personal trainers who listen to this um you become your, your client's little therapist and you become their little life coach and you you help them through those areas of life that they're uh, that they're struggling with and it was just a passion of mine i really really enjoyed it and um i guess prior to covid just before covid happened i sold one of the studios um just because of a biz business partnership that we didn't see eye to eye on uh, and then Went through COVID with the two, came out the other side, had to navigate through that, which is a story in itself. And then um, sold the other one or one of the other ones um, about six weeks ago. So um, early, uh, or oh, sorry, mid 2022. Um, and since that one had sold, I've gone all in on the uh, mindset coaching, but I've already been, I've been doing it a lot kind of adjacent to what I've been doing for about sort of five years. But now that I've uh, stopped chasing those goals for the wrong reasons and got clear on what I love, what the purpose is, what, what I'm here to do, and then actually putting all my time and energy into that. Um, just been so much happier, more fulfilled, achieving more, ironically. And um, and I guess to answer the question is what I do now is I help, 
I help bring consciousness to people. I help people mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, financially. That's that is a part that I do help people with. It's not. I wouldn't call myself a financial coach or an, 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 any that specialises in that, but it is a part of it because I believe that's a part of life. Um, so I help people become authentic, get clear on who they are, what do they love, what are their values, what's their purpose, what's their mission, what's their vision. Get clear on the life that they want to live, and then get and then work with them to overcome any mental and emotional limitations that they might have, whether that's confidence, self, sorry, self, um, self image, self worth, uh, anxiety, depression, um, any traumas. I do a lot of tra- trauma uh, healing with my clients as well. So get clear on who they authentically are. What do they want? What do they want to fulfill? And then help them overcome all the mental limitations and blockages that would stop them from fulfilling it. So that's kind of the spiel I give when people ask that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. You, you, you've been through a lot of stuff already and a lot of stuff we talk about. I, I think the, for me, the, the mindset, which I think you probably agree with, that that's kind of where it all starts. Like in terms of you have the financial, you have the physical health aspects, but I feel like the mindset is where you need to get it right first to, to go on and, and do those things. So like you said, you're kind of helping people with all aspects, but I think the mindset is kind of where it, where it starts from. Mm, it's, it, depending on it's 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 the it's the part that most people don't probably work on because there's probably in my opinion that's probably why i love what i do is there's probably just not enough of it i guess spoken about or taught it's you don't get taught any of it at school right you don't get taught how to heal or how to navigate or regulate your emotions i'm sure some places do but definitely the 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 schooling system i went through didn't teach me that and it's um and limiting beliefs and your ego and and the list goes on. It's just things that we don't get taught about. So because it's just, I guess, and it becomes taboo, mental health is quite a taboo topic and quite sensitive to a lot of people, which in itself, I think is quite interesting where it's such a rising challenge, but then it's taboo to talk about it at the same time. Um, I think that's quite contradicting, but it's, I I definitely, it, it plays one of the bigger roles because just not many people have the answers. I don't, know where to start that's a lot of people go out to therapy or they go sort of down that route which i'm a big fan of um but definitely just not getting those taught those skills of how do you get clear on your your mental limitations your limiting beliefs that you're unconscious of and bring that to the conscious and then be able to overcome that and rewrite and rewire yourself literally to have what you want so i I definitely think it's the one that i guess just gets missed the most because i just don't think there's enough awareness around it and enough guidance and enough content out there uh, that allow people to work through it yeah, I, agree. I was actually thinking, I think yesterday, uh, I was thinking about and thinking that obviously uh, over the last couple of years, I've really got into it. And so I see a lot of it because I follow people that are in that space, like like with what you're saying and other stuff. But then I was thinking for most other people, they probably don't see a lot of it because there isn't a lot of it around. Like you said, there's not a lot of people talk about it. I, I feel a lot of people don't actually understand quite how broken their mindset is until mm. someone shows them what you actually can do and how you can change it. 100%. So to give us a little, because we like to talk about, uh, you know, business and financial wealth stuff as well. So give, give us a little bit of info on how you got started with your, your businesses. Cause that's quite an interesting one too. Yeah. It's um, it, it's been quite a journey. And, and so it's, it's, I do believe that everything's happening for you and, and that your life's, I guess, path, um, sort of creates itself as you go pursuing it and and the more conscious you have the the consciousness that you gain along that path the further the path you'll be able to see in the distance and uh, i guess when i when i started i was in year 12 i uh 
I repeated year 12. Um, I was doing, I did a lot of sports growing up. So I was, I was, I did have the ambitions of chasing, uh, physical, um, professional athlete dreams. And it was a, it was a big goal of mine, but I, I just started to lose the passion towards kind of the, the, um, the end of school for me. And I repeated year 12 to get into university. Cause from back then, when you hear about success back then, it, for me, it was go to university, get a high paying job, do that for 30 so plus years and a white picket fence and all that good stuff. So that's, um, that was literally my intention because I was doing so much sport. I, um, I split my year 12 over two, over three years. My, my school offered that. So it's called a three-year senior. So you pretty much do year 11 and 12 over three years instead of uh, two. Um, and I did that um, to give me enough time to keep up with my sporting and my um, and my study. And then in my second year, my plan, my life plan was to get into, um, to be a high school teacher. That was my plan. And then be a personal <laughs> trainer during the holidays. So that was, um, could you make more ma- money, help more people and all that stuff. So that was, that was very much the trajectory uh, early days for me. And then in my repeat year of year 12, I wanted to get the ball rolling, start to get into the fitness industry, start to, I guess, learn the ropes and get involved. And I started to apply in that heaps of, heaps of jobs. I, I remember I went into, uh, I think I applied to like sort of 15, 20 gyms in the local area. They all said, no, you've got no experience. I'm like, well, how do you get any when you're having that, when, when, uh, when no one will take you. So uh, I ended up jumping on Gumtree one day randomly. And I, I remember there was a place in Burley and they're like hiring. I remember calling this person up and saying, Hey mate, look, I don't want any money. I just want to come down. I just want to work for free. Just get some experience and just get things started because it's like when you're, you're early days, you've either got experience or you've got time and you are um, at then I had no experience. I had time. So it's like, I couldn't give any skills or anything cause I didn't really have any. Um, but I had the time there to just be there to learn and pretty much went out there and said, look, I don't have any skills um, in the industry. I love helping people. I'm a passionate person. I'm quite sporty. I'm, I'm into sports. I train quite hard and I've got my cert three and four in fitness, which I had at that time. And I just started there and I didn't have the intention of getting into business to be frank with you. I, it wasn't that ambition was still there. This was just kind of the pathway to become a personal trainer. That was, that was the goal, but obviously getting in there, getting into self-development um, within that I think first 12 months, I got into Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, and learned like trading time for money, cash flow quadrant, um, and how trading time for money, you'll never be free uh, by the definition of it. So through doing that, it really challenged my way of thinking around what it is that I want to do. So I'd gotten into university, which is why I repeated year 12. And then between that repeat year, I had read the book and then I decided to drop out of uni. So I repeated year 12 to get in, which I did get into university, but then dropped out of it after reading this book. And for anyone listening, uh, I would highly recommend get into Rich Dad Poor Dad's content if you haven't already. Um, and I guess it, like I said, the path wasn't there for me. I just started to walk down it and I started to just sort of figure my way out, learned obviously a lot about sales, about marketing. But the beautiful thing about doing business, I see it as such a, such a self-growth vehicle because to be successful in it, it forces you to grow. It forces you to learn whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's leadership, hiring, culture, uh, systems, processes, whatever it may be. So uh, the first probably two and a half years when I was working for free, I was just I was just taking so much action. I was talking to everyone. I was passionate about what it is I was doing. I, I loved helping people. I was good at connecting with people and, and building a great relationship with them and helping them get a result health and fitness wise. Um, and then that just by the kind of, I guess the, the, the journey of my business partner, uh, my ex business partner that we, I was with, it just transitioned into me owning the business and he offered it. He sold it to me at a very cheap price, given the previous work that I'd done, um, leading up to that while he would then go out and open up more of them and, and start to franchise the, the, the gym out. Um, and 
Yeah, it was just, a, it was, yeah, it was, it, I didn't have the plan for it. To answer your question, I didn't have the plan to get, I'm going to come down and open up a business because I didn't think I didn't have, I didn't think that was possible. I didn't, th- didn't have that self-belief because I was very conditioned for that um, traditional mindset, go to university, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't have the, um, the, the mindset of doing it, but just by again, following my calling and just figuring out, taking action and just starting to listen to myself, that probably came a little bit later, probably about three, four years into it. Starting to like, listen to myself a little bit more about, does this really fulfill me? Is this really the right decision for me? Like early days, it was very much achieve, 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 achieve. And, um, that, that mindset, which really burnt me out. It really, um, it, it did get to me after a couple of years. So, uh, but no intention of it. I just got down there. I was looking for an opportunity. I was hungry for an opportunity. And uh, I just started taking action, listening to my mentor, got into self-development, into Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, as I mentioned earlier, um, and just started to get heavy into self-development. So yeah, I guess that was the journey. And then again, we went from one to two um, and then from two to three um, and way too prematurely. The business wasn't, the, the other gyms weren't running really well without me. I was needed at both at one point. I was running class at one in the morning. We're running class at the other at night and just trying to keep, keep it afloat. So it very much wasn't a, it was a, it was a business built on a foundation of sand. It was not a strong foundation for a business. So, but there, there are all lessons that have learnt, been learned along the way. And it's, um, it's been an incredible journey to learn it, but yeah, it didn't have the intention of being a business owner, but just going down the path it just kind of transpired into that that's interesting it's um as well really interesting where you spoke about uh reading the the book by robert kiyosaki as well and just that understanding of money again it's another thing i think people don't understand people don't understand how money works the fact that it's kind of not really real it's just uh, invented on a screen and and like you said about trading time for money is you'll never you'll never achieve achieve anything if you're just exchanging that it's quite interesting you, you learn that at such an, a young age uh, and kind of understood that and put it into practice because that that's something that i think people again find quite difficult we're conditioned when we grow up everything you're taught at school everything you see everything you're told is just you, you're conditioned a certain way about money and the fact that a nine-to-five job is what you should do for your whole life that's what that's what the goal is and and it is i'm sure that's helped you a lot learning that so young I, I kind of understood that fully and learned that a lot later on in my life uh, than what you did. And I think you look at everything completely differently once you know yeah. that. Yeah. You just can't look at the world the same way. It's like, I think it, it, I think it's a quote in the book is wealth is, is um, it's seen by, by the successful. It's the wealth is not seen uh, like one person would see something as a problem where a wealthy person would see as an opportunity. So it's just having that consciousness. You literally see the world differently. Right. Um. so yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, by being able to just dive into the content and learning it, which is all available online. Like listen to this podcast right now. Like this is a free podcast and there's probably millions of podcasts um, that uh, that are on the topics that you're interested in. There's YouTube videos, there's obviously books. So the content's out there. It's just people, uh, some people are just oblivious and they're not looking for it. Some people are looking for it, but haven't been given the, um, the opportunity or the consciousness yet. But if you're willing to do it and you're wanting that change, you're wanting to, work on any area of your life. There's um, a, a good mentor of mine, Jack DeLosa, that I've worked with. He's a big business mentor in Australia. And he, um, he, he says it all the time, like what, everything in life is a skill. Sales is a skill. Money intelligence is a skill. Leadership is a skill. 
good communication is a skill. Marketing is everything in that you want to get better at is a skill. Some people are naturally talented at certain things, like um, like like playing a, a sport. You might be naturally talented at it, but that sport is still a skill. So, and the beautiful part of when it comes to say money and business and these things, a lot of them can be learned. A lot of them you don't need to be naturally born with certain gifts to do it. Um, so if you're willing to, yeah do the work you're willing to actually do the searching pain investing into mentors into into uh, courses into things that are going to help you grow there's no reason why you can't achieve it yeah i i completely agree and that kind of ties in with the other point you made about the fact that running that business forced you to keep improving yourself and keep learning and that's something that i'm really big on is that we should always be looking to improve ourselves to better ourselves to change i hate i hate the fact of where people use it such a negative saying oh you've changed as like a negative yeah. thing i'm like, yeah. like I've, i'm i hope i've changed it's a good thing and like you said with all the skills you can learn if you want to do business you want to do other stuff whatever it is you can just keep learning keep learning skills keep improving yourself and, and you'll get there and self-improvement is something that should never stop i think 100% 100% tony robbins 101 is that you're growing or you're dying there's no in between plateauing when you're plateauing in life you feel shit so it's either you're growing or you're dying and there's no in between yeah yeah i agree that completely good news our podcast is now available on another new platform this one is called newsly it's an all-in-one audio super app for ios and android it basically finds the trending articles on the web for any topic you can think of and it reads them out to you in a natural human voice so you don't even have to read them yourself you can follow any kind of topics on there there's sports there's business health bitcoin even the kardashians if you really want to know about them and they also have podcasts of course your favorite the health world podcast is there they've got podcasts from over 80 countries and I listen to all of my podcasts on there now and they even have digital radio. So you can download and use Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And if you use the promo code WEALTH, I'll also put that in the description, you will get a one month free premium subscription. So go and download Newsly now, subscribe to our podcast and get your one month free. In, so in terms of with your mindset coaching and stuff, what what's kind of... Do you have a certain goal in mind when, when people come to you? Is it just going to depend completely on the situation they're at and where they need to get to? What, what, what's kind of the, the normal thing you have with people? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I guess the journey that I generally take people on, I'll, I'll go from start to end and then some people come during sort of different stages of that journey. So uh, what, what I first <clears throat> work with, depending if someone's like coming in, they've got an urgent problem that they want to sort of address then and there. So that's kind of, um, that's a situation, a situation thing. Like I've had a, a client who's coming in and she's, she's the owner of a Pilates studio and she's having issues with her, her business partner and just how to negotiate and communicate that. That was like a very specific thing. So that's not a common thing that I, that I work with, but I guess what I, <clears throat> my general, I guess, journey that I take a client on is I help them be authentic because before you can go anywhere, you need to know where you are right now. So who are you? Who's the real, <clears throat> excuse me, the authentic Ryan Douglas? Who are you? What do you love? What are your values? What, <clears throat> what are you here to do? What's the life that you want to create? So I always start with that. So we go values first. Then for me, again, depending on the client, sometimes I'll do some things in different orders, but this is overall, it's that all, road leads, all roads lead to Rome here. But we go values first. So the first thing I start with because it gets you clear on who you are, 
what do you love? What's meaningful to you? What does a fulfilled life look like to you? Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Where are your insecurities? Like, where's your confidence lie? Where's your wealth lie? There's a lot of, it's a, it's the foundation of human behavior. So I always start with values. Then depending on the person, I'll generally go, what's their purpose, mission, vision. So what's their purpose here? Because how many people say I lack motivation? I don't know what I'm doing for my life. I don't know where I want to go. So that's, um, and the, va- the values generally tie into a lot of these, these next topics I'm going to say. So we then go purpose. What are they here to do? What, why are you on this planet? What's your existence here for? Then from there we go mission. What do you want to do in the next five to 10 years? What's your big hairy audacious goal that you want to achieve over the next five to 10 years that we can break that down. Then we go vision. Your vision is an expanded version of your mission. So it's kind of like day to day. What does your day look like? What does your relationship look like? What does your wealth look like? What does your health look like? What does your business look like? What does your, what is, whatever's meaningful to you for me learning? What does your learning look like? Like what books do I want to have read by then? What teachers and mentors do I want to have learned from? So I guess what is the vision in your life in the areas that are most important to you? So they're generally the first two I'll go with. So values, purpose, mission, vision. Then we go through a lot of mental and emotional tools, things to navigate their emotions, how to regulate their emotions, what's their ego, how to heal traumas and wounds and et cetera, um, how to remove judgment from their self and others, how to overcome anxiety, how to overcome depression. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the main ones. They're the main ones. that are, There's some little ones that tie into the same tools that solve those ones. Um, and then we wrap that in to creating a master plan, which is essentially taking what's the purpose, the mission, the vision, then breaking that down into tangible goals. So you've got your purpose, what do you, what do you want to be remembered for? Your mission, what are you going to do in the next five, 10 years? Then what are you going to do in the next 12 months? What are you going to do in the next quarter, month, week, then day? So you've got daily outcomes, which are leading to weekly, weekly to monthly, monthly to quarter, quarter to yearly, yearly to mission. So then you've got a tactical, practical, implementable plan of things that you can start doing right now to start moving the needle and start moving forward in the direction of things that are meaningful to you because they're all derived from your purpose. And you've got a toolkit with heaps of mental and emotional tools to navigate whatever shows up for you, the stress, the overwhelm, the frustration, the depression, the anxiety, the, um, uh, the judgment, whatever shows up in your world, you've got a full toolkit to be able to handle and navigate anything that shows up. That's kind of the whole journey I, t- I go with clients. Um, if they're one-on-one with me, generally we apply everything I said specifically to the stuff they're dealing with. Like I said, like I mentioned that Pilates uh, studio owner, like she had some more business stuff. I don't deal too much with business clients for business reasons. I do deal with a lot of, bi- a lot of my clients are business owners, um, but it's more the mental stuff that's limiting their business because your business is a reflection of you. If you've got some shit happening personally, it's going to show up in your business. So um, but I, again, I don't market myself as a, or call myself a business coach. There's certain things I can do. I've run fitness franchises. I, I understand how to how to hire yourself out of a business, how to remove yourself from a business, how to hire people, how to have great culture and great um, leadership. But it's definitely, I definitely don't niche myself into a business coach, but, uh, but yeah, so that's generally the journey I'll take a client on. Um, and then depending on their own personal situation, we might go on some detours that will fall under the same umbrella or the stuff we're teaching about, but that's generally the journey that I'll take a client on. That's interesting. And really, one of the great things about that is all the the goals you're setting and and the plan like it's so important to have 
plan of what you're doing so many people are just stumbling from one thing to the next through yeah. life with no real idea and then wondering why they're ending up in the wrong place like just absolutely having a plan having it set out just it, it it sounds so simple when you say it but so many people don't do that so building that plan of what people are doing is 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 so important that's such a such a good thing to have to I think be able to achieve anything you're unlikely to really achieve anything good without a plan you'll have to get unbelievably lucky for that so yeah. that that's really good and um, the other thing I just wanted to highlight as well because I've spoke a bit about this before in terms of things like depression and anxiety yep. what's the kind of things that you advise people around dealing with them yeah, that's a great question. And obviously, I, I always say trigger warning. This is not medical advice. If you're seeing someone continue to see them, this is just one man's opinion that you're hearing on, on a podcast that you've never met before. So don't um, don't listen to what I'm about to say. But um, which one? They're, they're different topics. They're, they are different. They can affect each other if you kind of experience in both of them. But um, if we start with anxiety, anxiety, I, I think is more common these days. But I haven't looked at the statistics on that, but uh, so anxiety for me, this is the way I generally work with my clients to explain it. Anxiety is a normal thing. It's a very normal, it's a normal emotion and feeling you're going to feel. And people, when they live in a, they live in a world where they try to disown a part of themselves to love themselves is futile. You're never going to succeed. It's like saying, I, I'm, I'm only going to love myself if I'm never sad. You're going to be sad. You can't experience happiness without sadness. You need the, the, the polarity of those two. So uh, anxiety is fight or flight. Back in the day when you and me were cavemen, Brian, and we were in our cave and a tiger walked past, we would get anxious because our sympathetic nervous system would activate. We would instantly look for what's wrong and look for a way to survive. That's what anxiety is there for. It serves a purpose. But back in the day, the tiger would then walk away. Our, it would turn off and then we'd go back to enjoying our life, right? So that's generally how it would work. But most people because they don't understand that they live in that so anxiety is a good thing if it you if it's used the way we guess we're designed for it to to be to be used but then there's another form of i guess so there's a there's one there's healthy anxiety it's going to be there like i was um oh say you were driving your car and say a car in front of you started driving straight towards you about to hit you you probably want to be anxious in that moment so you can look for a way to get out of the way so anxiety is going to serve you in that moment it's got benefits to being there however if you again you live there it's probably going to overwhelm you you're going to have hormonal burnout adrenal fatigue and all the above so you want to learn how to regulate your emotions when you need to which is something i'll get to soon um but then there's triggered anxiety so this comes into triggers traumas etc so say anxiety as a whole stems from a feeling of being unsafe. That's what, but everything we just spoke about, the tiger walking past, you're feeling unsafe, fight or flight kicks in, you want to survive, right? So say you've been through something traumatic. So say, for example, you witness mom and dad have a big abusive argument and physical fight in front of you. You're probably going to feel very unsafe and very scared in that moment. And if that, depending neurologically, how you experienced that, the age you were and what you went through, if that becomes something that's traumatic to you, the next time you see some uh, I know, conflict in a relationship, either your own relationship or someone else's, that might trigger that memory in you. And when you're triggered, you revert back to who you were and what you were feeling back when that trigger occurred. So that might trigger that anxiety that you felt back then. So there's triggered anxiety. There's natural anxiety. It's what you. It's the one that you want to happen to keep you alive, to avoid the car from hitting you, etc. Um, but then there's triggered anxiety where it's coming from something you haven't healed through, and there's a process to do that. But if we've got enough time, we can chat about that. Uh, 
And then there's anxiety where it's like, you're just overthinking it. You're living in that anxiety and you don't know how to regulate your emotions. So that's where meditation, breath work, uh, stillness, grounding yourself, stuff like that, where you just want to learn how to regulate, calm, be present. And that's pretty much how, how I, how I basically work with it. So I'll have to obviously get examples. Is this being triggered by things I haven't healed through? Then we'll go through and heal those things. Or is it something they're just, they're just, conditioned to get anxious because they think that's normal. They've got a story. If there's limiting beliefs might tie into it, they might believe that they're an anxious person. You will always confirm your beliefs. If you believe you have anxiety, you will find things to reaffirm that you'll find ways to make that true. So you want to condition that. So just a small tip for anyone listening right now, stop saying you have it or you suffer from it, or you, you are an anxious person. Just change that from, I have it to, I experience it that little change alone will start to make a difference because I experience it. I experience it almost on a daily basis. A little example, I was holding my cup of a te- with a tea in it the other day and I almost dropped it. And you know, like you, when you almost drop things, but you grab it really quickly, that one microsecond, I felt anxious because I almost dropped my cup. That's anxiety. You're not never going to experience it. It's a normal fucking feeling. So that's the first thing I always address. It's not, it's normal. Stop judging yourself for it. Um, but if it's coming from traumatic things, we want to go heal through that. Or if it's just happening all the time and you're really conditioned to it, there's one little caveat that I would add on top of that is it's a stacked experience. So let's use that example. Mum and dad had a, had a fight when you were younger. Say dad was wearing a black shirt and blue jeans. And the next day, and you saw them fight, you felt anxious, felt unsafe. The next day you're walking down the street, you see another gentleman who looks like your dad, but it's not your dad, but he's wearing black uh, shirt and blue jeans. So it reminds you of that. And it's similar enough to trigger the same experience. Then you get anxious again. So another stimulus triggered the same thing. The next day you're walking down the street, you see someone with a gray shirt, blue jeans, different, but again, similar enough to trigger that experience again. You continue that, then you've got fucking 30 references to trigger the one thing that you haven't healed from, which triggers anxiety in you. Does that make sense? So that's that's kind of that's kind of anxiety. Depression, it's a, it's a, it's 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 uh, it's just as bad in terms of like people um, experience it not having answers to it is depression. I had this conversation. I literally had this conversation with a friend of mine today. We're driving to, we, I went to a networking event today and we're driving in the car. My brother calls me and he's like, uh, he's like, Hey, I just, I'm like, is everything okay? And he's like, look, man, this girl you went to school, school with her name's whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know her. She's like, she killed herself two days ago. I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Well, hit me a little bit, got through. And then this, the conversation with my friend in the car, like, why do people commit suicide? And this can tie into depression. And the answer that I guess to articulate the best, it's when your blueprint of how life is meant to be or should be, or has to be does not match your current reality. So things have to be a certain way. And if they're not, I feel shit. So how I explain depression, it's feedback to help you be authentic. Because we have values. I said that first, we start with values. You've got values and let's use some generic ones for some people. Say your family, say your career, say your relationship, say they're your top three values. If you do not prioritize them and do those things, you're going to feel fucking shit. You're going to have low levels of self-worth. And if you repeat that for a long enough period of time, it will transmute itself into depression. Like my highest values are coaching, learning and wealth, wealth creation. 
So if I wasn't coaching, look at it. We're on here right now. We're doing a podcast. I'm doing coaching through a podcast, right? I'm coaching people, whoever listens to this, right? So I'm coaching people. I love learning. I learn by talking. I went to an event today to network and to learn something. I read books. I listen to podcasts myself. And I love wealth. I love building wealth. And your void, your values come from your voids. That's a conversation for another time. But whatever was painful for you or a void for you in your upbringing will become important to you later. I lacked a coach and a mentor to guide me through life. I struggled learning in school. I, my parents and family really struggled with their wealth growing up. Money was painful painful for us. So that was painful for me. It's important to me now. So whatever your values are, if you do not prioritize them and let other people's priorities go ahead of yours, you will feel shit. You'll experience low self-worth. Low self-worth is feedback that you're not prioritizing your own values. That's it. And if you do that for long enough periods of time with enough intensity, it transmutes itself into depression. Are there other factors? Of course, exercise, healing through traumas. I mentioned the anxiety trigger thing. You might have a lot of triggers that trigger negative emotions in you and negative feelings in you. And that over a long time can condition you to feel a certain way. Uh, and definitely the people you hang around. If you hang around people that are quite negative, you're going to become that. So my formula for depression that I, I, I teach people, live in alignment with your values. That's number one. Honestly, guys, if you just do that, get clear on what's important to you and actually fucking do it, as simple as that sounds, it will help massively. Who's the authentic version of you? Not who you think you should be, you have to be, you gotta be. Who are you authentically? And live like that, be that person. Don't do things to impress people you don't give a shit about. I did that and I beat myself. I felt depressed over it because I wasn't being my authentic self. Look after your health. So that's good food, good nutrition. So eat well. If you eat shit, you're going to feel shit, right? So if eat good food, organic, natural, great foods, right? Um, and, and, um, and exercise well as well. Number three, heal through things. If you've got some trauma, some triggers that are triggering negative emotions consistently, it's, gonna, it's not going to be great for you, right? And then number four is hang around good energy, whether that's friends, family members, employees, coworkers, you pick up people's energies, right? You hang around depressed people, you will be depressed. So those are my four tips on depression. So to summarize it, it's feedback that you're not being authentic. So prioritize yourself, be selfish to be selfless, fill up your own cups so you can fill from a, you can pour from a full cup, look after your health, train well, eat well, Heal through whatever you haven't healed through yet. There's a process I take people through. If you want to know how to do that, just send me a DM. And then number four, cut off toxic energy. Make sure you've got do an energy audit of the people in your life, your friends, your family, coworkers, and just make sure you've got good energy in your life because you're going to pick up on that shit. Yeah, so that that's a lot of what I also believe and what I also say about depression. Pretty much every, the, the four things that you've listed there, pretty much things that I say about it too. One of them, one of my mentors said something similar what you said, I think you said that you should really embrace depression because what depression is, is your body or your mind telling you that you need to take some action. You, you need to do something Like you're, you're not mm. where you want to be, where you need to be, because if you were, you wouldn't be feeling depressed. So you've got to try and embrace it and, and do that, take action with it uh, and make something happen, which I Powerful think is, Powerful, man. yeah, it's true. And I just, try to get people away from thinking too many people think that depression is just something that you can't do anything about almost and people shouldn't think that because like you said you've got your steps there but you need action steps this 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 and you can you can deal with your depression you can tackle it you can change it you can spin your life to a positive way if you take the action 
you put the work in, if you speak to someone like yourself who can point you in the right direction instead of just fighting it yourself and stabbing yourself. around in the dark. And so it's just trying to change people's mindsets to that, that absolutely you can change it. You can deal with it. Like anything you come across in life, you put the work in, you try it, you have the right plan, you take the right advice. You, you can deal with it. 100%. It's not a, it's not a life limiting thing it's uh something that you can absolutely sort out and um, one thing as well that's uh interesting i think you, you've been talking recently you're doing like a 10-week challenge uh, is it a 10-week challenge or is it yeah 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 so what what exactly is that going to be and also if there's still space available how, how can people sign up to that for sure well it it pretty much takes uh everything we just spoke about so it's like it's been my life my my life calling to this point anyways and it's like as you go through the path the path becomes clearer as you go along it and it's i've always i'd go to a tony robbins event and i'd learn like a tool or something i'm like holy shit that's so powerful that can really impact improve the the quality of someone's life and my purpose is to improve the consciousness of mankind and it's by learning these tools along the way from different mentors, whether it's Tony Robbins, Dr. John Martini, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Kerwin Ray, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, and just learning the ones that for me were like the, it's like those, those real big lessons. Like you'll read a book or you listen to a podcast. You're like, yeah, that was cool. You'll, you get like a couple of takeaways, a good analogy, a good story. Um, some that really resonates with you, some that inspires you maybe, but along the way, there's definitely like some like key critical ones that have really shaped the way that I view the world, the way that um, I've been able to create and achieve the things that I've wanted to achieve. And when I, when I, learn those things obviously learn about it i make content on it i help people with it my personal clients that i take on i've been taking on personal clients for about a year now in the mindset sort of um space and being able to then because my my passion is like i've got some of the testimonials that i get from my clients it like puts tears in my eyes i had um a gentleman one of, my, one of the guys i worked with um recently he sent me a voice message on um it was like a couple of days ago, but he just sent me a voice message and he, he just said, it was just like expressing some gratitude to me. Like I was literally listening to this at like 8, 9 PM at night. I was like crying. I was like, holy shit, this is beautiful. Thank you, man. It's um because I think as men, probably a, a topic in itself is that uh, men really get, uh, I guess, conditioned to not show emotions, to be strong, to not open up and all that stuff. So to work with men that um, are able to do that really touches me. So, uh, so essentially it's taking all of those tools and those real game changer beliefs and strategies that have really significantly impacted my life from the planning process, like going from, like I said, purpose, mission, vision to annual quarterly, monthly, weekly, dailies to daily huddles, like in terms of structure, like you mentioned, like that's one, that's one piece of the puzzle. So you need to have a plan aligned with what's meaningful to you. So you're not just achieving goals and being great. What else? You're like, great, that's meaningful to you. So you actually enjoy the journey um, as well as the outcomes that you're going to achieve along the way. But then it's like, okay, well, stress is a huge thing. How do we navigate stress? Anxiety is a big thing. How do we navigate anxiety? Self-worth, confidence, depression, what we just spoke about. Uh, they're all things that have I guess, uh, I, I guess I, I believe that you go through things that uh, that you help others with. So for me to uh, teach these things, I've obviously experienced them all myself. So as I've gone through and learned from again either a book or a course or a mentor or a, or a podcast, like learning things like holy shit, this is massive. This can really significantly improve the quality of someone's life bring the con unconscious to the conscious. Uh, I then like spend a lot of time figuring out how to articulate that. How do I do that through analogies, through diagrams, through question asking, through 
exercises that we do. And then I put that into a way that I can teach that. So this challenge to answer your question is pretty much what I said before I gave kind of the story of how I like to help someone. It's doing that. So like week one, so it's 10 week challenge each week, we go through one to two tools. So first one, we do values and we do purpose, mission, vision. Then we do, um, oh, I got to remember off the top of my head, um, managing perceptions that allows you to not be triggered in the moment and also heal through things that you've been through. So if you um, and this is how you quantify judgment. If you can't say you're grateful for something, and that means the abuse, the sexual abuse, physical abuse, the um, the neglect, the abandonment, the loss, the 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 cruelty, the etc. It includes all of that. If you cannot say you're grateful for it, then there's still judgment there. And there's a process I take people through where it removes the judgment. It's a list of questions we go through based on their values. So you need to do values first and you go through that. And by doing that, it will remove the judgment. So, and then the next one, I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but there's, we go through the ego. What is the ego? How to identify it? How to overcome it? Um, we go through judgment. So if you're judging others or judging yourself, how to, how to solve that anxiety we've mentioned, depression we've mentioned. Uh, there's, there's, I think, there's 20, I guess, topics or tools that we go through um, over the over the 10 weeks. So you do two to an exercise. And at the end of it, you pretty much get to what I spoke about earlier. You understand who you are authentically, you understand where you're going and what's meaningful to you with a plan attached to achieve it with a whole toolkit to navigate the emotional things that are going to show up. The anxiety, the stress, the overwhelm, the guilt, the, the um, self-sabotage is huge. We go through that as well. Um, ego is huge. That's a really passionate one of mine that I've uh, had to, had to uh, fight with and come to terms with. Um, so essentially, it's everything I said before, in a, in a challenge format. So a call once a week, there are spots available to answer your question as well. There are spots available, kicks off October 1st. But to be honest, guys, I'm gonna be running this for the rest of my life. I'm gonna obviously refine it. This is the first challenge I'm done in this structure. Um, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna also do weekend events versions. So instead of doing it spread out over, t- over 10 weeks, once a week, we're gonna do it over a weekend where it's like two days back to back of like eight hour days. And we go through all like intensive. So uh, it's, uh, the teachings will refine, of course, the, 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 I'm sure there'll be more like I'm learning every single day. I just went to an event today, like I mentioned, uh, I read every single day. So as I obviously gain more consciousness on more things that can really help improve the quality of someone mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then that'll be added in there too. Meditation is a thing that just came to mind too. Meditations in the program. What is meditation? How do we meditate? How to incorporate that into their life? Affirmations we go through. Um, yeah, it's, it's some really, really awesome stuff. That sounds good. It sounds good. I think if any if anyone is uh is feeling like they need some help, then they should uh, they should get signed up to that. It's definitely 100%. like I said before, it's just that having that plan and that structure there is going to make a huge difference. You you also the thing I really uh, found from that was interesting was you said about you need to get people to a point where they were grateful for those experiences. And what it's kind of along the same lines again, one of my mentors, he he's talking more about money, but says about that the best start you can have in life is a bad start saying that basically like to in order to appreciate money like starting poor is the best thing if you start off life rich you'll never appreciate money saying Mm. if you start off poor so if you have a bad start in something then you will really appreciate make the most of and be grateful for the good things that then come and I, i guess that can kind of be applied to the things you're talking about that people in a bad place can then really appreciate being in a good place. Whereas someone who's always been a comfortable life will probably not actually appreciate the fact that they're in a pretty good place. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely see truth in, in what it is that you're saying. I, I, I can see a limiting belief aspect of that because it's like saying if someone who has a wealthy parent can never be successful because of their parents being wealthy, then um, so I believe in truth in that though, because people that don't learn to appreciate money and obviously that'll be something you'll be very passionate about given what you do and given the name of this podcast and is if you don't value respect and 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 i guess have the respect needed for money then you won't have an abundance of it so i definitely agree to that it's it's been able to how, how do you see that things are on the way not in the way and that the process we go through is how you do that so it's like it's like have you heard the chinese farmer story it's it gets overused but i like using it are you familiar with the chinese farmer story um i'm not sure G- give it to us anyway it, it gets it gets used very frequently very simple very basic but it gets the point across it's like there's a chinese farmer in his he's got a, a wild horse and the horse runs away and the neighbors come to him and said, Oh, that's so sorry. It's sad to hear. Sorry about that happening. And the farmer just says, maybe. And then a couple of days later, the horse returns with seven wild horses. So he got some horses out of it and the neighbors say, Oh my God, you must be so happy. And the farmer says, maybe. And then the farmer's son tries to tame one of the horses, the wild horses, the horse kicks him off and breaks his leg. So the son breaks his leg and the neighbors come up to him and said, that's so, it's too bad, too bad to hear that. And the farmer says, maybe. And then a couple of days later, a constriction officer comes up to recruit boys for the, for the, um, to take them to war, to take them to, to the army. But they can't, they decline the son because he's got a broken leg. And the, the neighbors come and say, that, you must be so happy about that. So hmm, maybe. And the point of the story is you don't know what's leading to what. The challenges and the problems that you're going through right now are giving you the very skills and knowledge and mental grit to get, allow you to get the life that you've actually asked for. And, be, and that's hard to hear when you're going through it. So for someone going through it, regulate, breathe, reach out for help, get a good mentor, get a good circle around you, listen to the right books, condition yourself with the right beliefs. But Everything that I went through that I, I'll, I'll, I'll use an example. This is one of the most painful fucking learnings that I had to go through is um, I was selling one of the businesses. I told you I had the three and I was selling one of them. So this is the first one I was selling and I was burnt out. I was too stretched. I told you I was doing running. I was living on four hour, four, four, five hours sleep. And I, I was proud of it. I was saying sleep when you're dead. That was my old mentality staff, but uh, I, I don't, I don't live like that anymore. And uh, anyways, I was selling the business. Me and my business partner weren't seeing eye to why I wanted to hire someone. He didn't. And we, we, it wasn't working. So we decided to sell it and we had found a buyer, but our, the old manager of this business had left. So we needed to hire someone. We put up a CAD, ad, hired our seek in, um, in Australia. It's like an ad. Uh, hiring agency mm. and um, we hired this person and this person obviously won't use people's names. I'll use the name Sarah. So Sarah comes in and my gut didn't say yes to her. There was concerns. It just, my intuition was like, this isn't the right person, but I was selling the business. I'd had enough. I was over it. We'd already got a buyer lined up. Like it was only going to go for about two, three months and we're going to sell the business, but just something didn't feel right. But me and my partner, business partner, we both interviewed this person and we said yes to Sarah and we said, yeah, let's get started. Long story short, this is a fucking conversation itself, but long story short, this person, she, uh, she heard she might not have her job once we sell it. And uh, yeah, I'm picking my words carefully here, but she she makes a work cover claim and work cover is like, if you get injured at workplace, you get money paid to you and insurance essentially. Now, this is a bit me. This is a lesson for me. One of the many lessons is have work cover insurance. I didn't have insurance because I didn't know what it was. I was 20... 
uh, two at the time, never had a proper job, never knew what the fuck work cover was. I didn't know what annual leave was. I didn't know, understand people got annual leave because I just worked all the time. I didn't understand what it was. So a good lesson for me, get work cover insurance. Good lesson, right? And anyway, so she filed for a work cover injury. It was a mental health injury in the workplace. On her medical certificate, it said a stress-induced injury. I don't know what that is either. And we went through back and forth and over a six-month period, she won. She won the case. And essentially, we had to, me and my business partner, have to pay this person until she's recovered. And when are you recovered from a mental injury? Good question, right? When you're broken arm, it's when it's good, you're good to go. So whenever she was recovered and able to work again, we would stop living pain. We had to pay her living expenses and her wages that she was already on. This went on for two years. That, that not listening to my intuition cost or collectively $120,000. So I could bitch and complain and blame Sarah for this, but she gave me a valuable fucking lesson. One, get work cover insurance, very simple lesson, right? Mm. But two, listen to your intuition. If something doesn't feel right, it's probably because it's not right. And since then, with all my hiring, do you think I'm a little bit in tune to my intuition. Absolutely. I, mm. I listen. I, if something's not right, I question it. I look into it and it's improved my ability to hire people like no tomorrow. So even though it cost a lot of money to learn that painful lesson, it was an incredible lesson in itself. So yes, in the moment I was stressed. I remember I was on the, on the phone to this person when it said that we lost, we'd lost and we have to pay all this money. I broke down in tears because I had no money. This is during COVID. This was going through the pandemic. <laughs> this was, oh, wow. I had no money and now we have to come up with all this money to cover this. And like, it was, I was in a, not, I was not in a right, good place. And it's, um, but again, that even though it was painful, it gave me such a valuable lesson. I wouldn't have the team in my business now that I'm so grateful for every single one of them. If you guys are listening, Mace, Chev is Lake and you guys, I'm so grateful for every single one of them. And I wouldn't have the incredible team I have now if it wasn't for that painful lesson that I did learn through Sarah. So like the Chinese farmer, the broken leg, or in this case, the the work cover issue where it cost X amount of dollars, it was painful in the moment, but it still led me to better things. So that's kind of how do you find that everything's on the way, not in the way. All those problems, all those challenges, all those failures, all those disappointments, all those humiliation, all of it, is shaping you into the man or woman or however you define yourself of who you want to be to have the life that you've asked for. And that's kind of the way I like to teach it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's framing everything. The, the way you, you look at everything, you, you can frame anything in positive light, I think, if you do it in the right way. And I think the thing with mistakes is that I feel you only learn properly from mistakes if, if they really go wrong and you learn it. If you kind of make a bad choice, but you just about get away with it, you're probably going to end up doing that again at some point. But if you make yeah. the mistake like you made there, you're not going to make that mistake again. Never. You've learned Never. that lesson. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it'd be better if you could learn from other people's experiences, but unfortunately the best way people learn is from yeah. their own mistakes and their own experiences. But like you said, if you can at least frame it positively and say, okay, this is terrible, but what can I learn from it? How can I improve my future with it? Then suddenly it's, you know, still, like you said, painful and bad when you go through it, but you can have at least a positive look that, okay, I can use this for the future. And then in the future, like you said, now you look back and see where you did use it. So again, it kind of softens, softens the blow and the experience of it by you like, okay, yes, that happened, but now look where I am. I, I think if you look at 
pretty much every really, really successful person in the world, whether that's in business, whatever, anyone who's really made a success of themselves, there will be a number of points in their life where they probably hit rock bottom. Like if, if it's in business, they will have gone completely broke and bankrupt at some point. Like every, whoever's been successful has had terrible experiences and it's, it's how you deal with them. If you, if you learn from it and you come back, you'll be successful. If you don't, then you won't be. 100%. Yeah, I think um, that's. I, I've learned a lot from this. Thank you. Um, I, I I hope people listening have. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here, and uh, you, you'd be welcome to come back at any time, uh, any time that you wanted to, and uh, hopefully uh, you've enjoyed yourself too. Man, it's been a pleasure. I like I like chatting. I like uh, I like coaching. It's my highest value. I, I coach quite frequently, so I love learning. When you learn. When I personally teach, I, I learn about because I can hear, obviously, the way it articulates. I've said things on this podcast that I probably haven't said that way before. And I'm like, mm, that landed really well. That felt right, et cetera. So I've had an absolute blast. And hopefully, obviously, for me, it's serving someone. So if one person listens to this and they get something that they implement that improves the quality of their life, then I'm a happy camper. Exactly. That's, that's the way to do it. I will, what I'll do is I'll put all of your, I'll put your social media and stuff in the link so people can find you and follow you and and i say if anyone feels that like they're interested in sign up to the challenge i'd absolutely recommend it and like i say from speaking to you today and following you on social media i see the things you talk about uh, and you, you know a, a lot of things you you think the same as i do and i would absolutely recommend people to do that sign up to that thank you sir i appreciate that yes no problem thank you very much for coming and I, i'm sure i'll speak to you again soon thank you so much see you next time I hope you guys found that as interesting as I did. That was uh, that was that was a really great chat with Lewis. As I said before, I'll share all of his socials in the bio for the podcast, so you can follow him and have a look at his content. He's got a lot of great stuff he's putting out there. So I just thought I'd finish up this week with a little update on crypto for the people that are interested in that. So I mentioned last week that we might see a little bit of a, a pullback this week which we did more more of a pullback than expected so it's you know we pull back quite far down to i think ethereum down to about 1500 bitcoin is sort of low 21 at the moment so the depth of the pullback kind of makes it look like it's there's still a possibility that we we could go slightly higher towards the merge but it's, it's looking very small now it's looking more likely that it they've really really front run the, the move for for the Ethereum merge and that we've maybe already topped out with it. So hopefully we get some kind of bounce this week. Could be a reasonable size one. It could be a small bounce and then we go further down. But from how it looks now, I would lean towards the fact that it looks like it's not going to go any higher from where it is. But I mean, sometimes in the market likes to, you know, make it look like it can't go any higher and then it does go higher and catch everyone out. Same as it, it looks like it won't go any lower and then it goes lower. So you don't know. So there's still a chance that, that we could go higher to the merge. But with everything else around crypto, the other economic things going on as well, taking into account. And now with, with kind of how far we've pulled back on this, I mean, Ethereum's basically this week has wiped out 50% of the gains it made in the last sort of month and a half. Bitcoin's nearly taken all of it out. So it's... It, it, it doesn't look too strong right now. So I would be betting on it not 
going any higher but potentially it could so we might have seen the top of it so if we get a reasonable bounce probably want to be exiting looking to exit positions if you've got any positions open and if, if you're trading probably what once we kind of get a, a bounce you probably want to be looking to short from there down if, you, if you're if you're looking to trade it and watch the moves up and down and then i kind of think we're probably then gonna probably probably kind of edge back downwards and sideways for a little while because as i said expecting that we're only a couple months away now from November time, end of October, November, which is kind of when we're expecting the market to bottom based on the, the previous year's cycles. So we're probably heading towards that. I imagine we'll head back down towards sort of, I mean, again, not in a straight line, but over time, head back down to, I mean, our current low is about 17. So we'll probably go below that. And then, as I said, to for the absolute bottom of the market where it's going to really hit low i think there's probably a good chance there'll be some kind of event that is gonna spike it down it probably it might not even stay at that lowest point for very long it might literally spike down come back up a little bit and then pretty much sideways for the next year so we'll see we i say we don't know we make our best guesses educated guesses around what we know and the data that's there stuff's happened in the past other people's opinions that know what they're talking about so we'll see but overall it looks more than likely that that kind of move and trend up is is over now and that we're probably gonna maybe especially if we have not that good a bounce here then that's more than likely that we're then going to continue the downwards momentum and, and head into kind of a downtrend over the next I don't know, month or so and the there may not be any more much of a narrative around the merge the merge may come and go with nothing really happening around it. it it may have been that it was completely and utterly front run by a long way so we'll see but that's kind of where we are now as i say this week we'll be looking to get a bounce but it, it might be a small bounce i mean it could even go right up to still retest the highs that we've had so far which is just over two thousands on ethereum I mean, potentially, like I said, there's a small chance that we could actually recover and actually go higher, but I would put that on the lower end of the spectrum for now. So just, you know, plan ahead, make your preparations for, for what you think is going to happen. And again, as I've said a lot of times, if you're sort of a long-term investor, looking to hold for the next year or two, be getting ready and prepared because I think very good buying opportunities are going to come up reasonably soon. Uh, so plan, prepare, have certain targets that if it you know if it hits, you're going to buy it and stick to that plan because especially with the low targets like between ten and fourteen, if it hits there, there's going to be so much fear around and people are going to be saying that crypto's over, Bitcoin's over and stuff and there's fear. So then you get to that price where you think, oh that'd be a great entry if I could buy there. But when it gets to it, because everyone's saying it's completely over, you think well should i buy there because what if it is over and i buy there and i just waste my money so you've got to be you've got to buy when everyone's fearful and sell when everyone's ecstatic or whatever the something along those lines is the saying so basically you know buy the fear sell the greed that's the the best way to do it so have a set plan and just stick to that plan and just say look if it hits there i'm going to buy kind of you could ladder them in you could say from from 16 down Gonna buy at 16, buy at 15, buy at 14, and just as, as low as it decides to go. But remember that with those buys, especially if that happens in the next couple of months, 
you're going to be holding them for at least a year or two to really see those returns on it. So you have to be willing to hold that for a long time. If you're not willing to hold it for a long time, to be honest, then you're probably better holding on to that money for now and using it elsewhere. Even, you know, investing in a business that you could try and grow over the next year to then have even more money available to put into crypto within like a year's time. Like if you want to get, if you're looking to get your returns short term, unless you're actively trading the market, then if you want short-term returns, you're probably better off right now at this moment in time investing in yourself and into a business, getting that set up. You've got a year to get that going and earn that money back to be able to then put into into crypto a year, even maybe longer than a year. So that's what I'd say. But obviously, if you're a long-term investor and you're happy to be waiting two, three, four, five years to get your returns, then buying, buying now is fine. But like I said, I wouldn't be buying too many things outside of bitcoin and ethereum right now because until we're closer to the next bull run we're not really going to know who's in a good position and who's going to survive i've i've got coins that i'm watching now that i think i've spoke about a couple that i think are gonna do well in the next run but i won't be buying into any of them until a lot closer so you can see okay yeah that you know they they seem to have survived the worst they look like they're in a position to do well because in the next year there's a lot more projects that are going to completely die off so you don't want to don't pull the trigger too early and and hold on to it and watch it and uh we can make some money so i hope you enjoyed this week it was very good fun having a guest on we're going to be having more of them we're going to keep growing it and get some different subjects covered and i look forward to seeing you next week hey guys thank you so much for tuning into the show i really hope that you enjoyed it if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover on the podcast or you'd like to appear on it then please contact us at hwpoduk at gmail.com on our website which is healthwealthuk.com or on any of our social medias which are at hwpoduk please make sure you like subscribe share it with all your friends and family and we will see you next week